0: Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Becoming You podcast. On this episode, I want to talk a little bit about some things you can do when you go through a breakup. For anyone that doesn't know, earlier this year, I went through like the biggest heartbreak of my life and it was really fucking hard. This was a relationship with the person that I thought I was going to spend my life with. And I had all these ideas in my head and it came crashing down and I had to navigate that. And it taught me so much about myself. And I've had this time now to really reflect on what that did for me and how I actually dealt with that and how I was, I was actually able to move through it pretty quickly in the scheme of things. So... Whether you are experiencing a heartbreak right now, you're going through that, whether you feel like that might be on the cards. Sometimes we know that this is kind of approaching for us, especially if we're the one who wants to end the relationship. Whether you're single and you're like looking for somebody or whether you're in a relationship, but you just want to know how to navigate this because you sort of really never know when this is going to happen. If you were on my email list, You will have seen my little series that I did called Love Notes on Loss. And this is where I was sharing really vulnerably at the time about what I was going through, how I was navigating that, and some tips and tricks that I thought would be helpful for other people. And so if you weren't on that, now you get to experience what that was all about. So breakups can be one of the biggest challenges I think we face in our life, right? Because when we find a person that we think we're going to be with, Oh, we're with a person for a long time. We really design our life around that. We might share the same friends. We might do a lot of things together. You live with this person. You might have children with this person. And so this future that you imagine with them, you've painted it out. You've got this canvas. This is how my future is going to look. This is where we're going to live. And this is what we're going to do. And this is where we're going to holiday. And all the things, right? And then when you break up with them, It's like now you've got this blank canvas that you've got to paint and it no longer involves them. And that can be really fucking heavy and really hard to deal with. We're not just mourning the past when we go through a breakup. We're not just mourning the memories that we had with this person, the good times. We're mourning the future we created in our head with them as well, which makes it all the more difficult to move through. So I wanna share five things that I think are really helpful when you are actually navigating a breakup. And the first one of those is really about letting yourself feel all of the things. Now, when I went through my breakup, I would say I was pretty healed, right? When you look at um, my personal development journey and where I'm at in my life and a lot of work that I've done so far to get to this point, I thought that I would be okay. (laughs) I thought that if I experienced a breakup, I'd be able to cope with that, I'd be able to deal with it. And then it happened. And I was a fucking mess. And I sobbed on the bathroom floor for about three days. And that's okay. So it really is about saying, this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is massive. And I feel... Like a sense of loss, I feel despair, I feel angry, I feel disappointed, I feel hurt, whatever the feelings are. And letting yourself know that it's actually okay to feel that. There's no right or wrong when it comes to this. And if you suppress and deny your feelings, it's just going to prolong the healing. Or you're actually just going to push that down and you're not going to address it. And it's going to be even worse the next time that that comes up for you, so I really encourage you to feel into everything and allow yourself to feel into it. One of the things I wrote down in the midst of it, and I I really love this, so I'm going to share it with you, is it's in the moments of breakdown when you feel like you can't go on and life will never be the same that you find your strength because. You do go on, even if life looks a little bit different, because some people are only meant to be with you for a couple of chapters and you get to decide what the next chapter looks like for you. And I love it so much because it's acknowledging the fact that this is OK. You can have the breakdown. You can be sad. You can be all up in those fields and know that this is going to propel you forward. This is actually going to be the thing that gives you the strength to move on to the next chapter. So when you're in these fields and you're, you know, sobbing on the bathroom floor like I was, or you're just, everything reminds you of this person, right? That's another thing. So you can't listen to certain songs or you can't watch certain shows or you can't have certain conversations because it just or reminds you of the person. This is the time in the healing journey to be, writing that shit down. It's to be journaling. It's to be getting these things out. Write down how you feel, what's coming up. And this is also going to trigger wounds. Remember, not all of this stuff that comes up for you when you go through a heartbreak is necessarily about that person. All it does is highlight to ourselves the places where we're not loving ourselves. So it really taps into our rejection wounds, our abandonment wounds, our feelings of not being good enough. And that's not necessarily from that person. It's just that the action that they took or the the situation that you're in, where you're now experiencing a breakup, is bringing these things to light. And this is the time to really look into that. This is the time to go deep. To be like, what else is actually existing under this? What is this showing me about myself? And this really happened for me. It really highlighted to me my abandonment wound and the fact that I still had this fear of being left. And what was playing out was my fear came true, right? My fear came true. My worst fear of someone leaving me actually came to fruition. And at the time, I was like, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to move through that. Now I look back and go, what a gift, because my biggest fear happened, and guess what, I survived it. Guess what, I'm actually so much stronger for it. I've grown so much from it, but at the time I was like, I don't know what to do with this. So I wrote. So I wrote down all the things that were coming up for me. And one of the biggest things that got me through this initial period of all of the fucking emotions was really tapping into my inner child. And if you do not have a picture of your younger self somewhere in your house, apartment, whatever, then I suggest you go and do that right now. I have a picture of myself when I'm about nine on my bathroom mirror. And she's there to remind me that I've got her and that we will get through this, whatever this thing is, whatever the fucking challenge is in my life, I'm going to be there for her and we're going to get through it. And so, when I was sobbing on the bathroom floor, I would have my hand on my heart and I'm telling myself, it's okay. It's okay that you feel like this. It's okay that you feel abandoned and you feel not good enough. You're not wrong. You're not invalid. I hear you. I see you. And and I'm here with you. And you know what? I am not abandoning you. And I love you. Because like I said, when we go through something like this, we often think that it's just what's happening in the present that's given us these emotions, but it's not. What's happening in the present is actually triggering that inner child part of us. It's triggering the moments from when we were children, where we felt rejected, where we felt abandoned, where we felt we're not good enough, we're not lovable, we're a failure. And it's tapping into that. And so when you can give the love and the acceptance to that part of you that needs it, it is really fucking healing. Inner child work has been one of the biggest things that has helped me on my healing journey in general, but especially navigating this season. And this is something that I actually work on with my one-to-one clients because inner child work is so incredibly powerful. The second thing to do when you're going through a breakup, and this is almost one of the hardest fucking things, Cut contact with the person. And I don't care whether you ended it or they ended it. There is a necessary period of time, which is different for everybody. For some people, it's two months. For other people, it's two years, right? I can't tell you what that time limit is for you. But you have to have a time period where you are not in contact with that person. This is necessary for you to be able to move on, especially if you weren't the one that initiated the breakup. So in my situation, I was not the one that initiated the breakup. It's not what I wanted. And my ex was more than happy to be friends. It wasn't that he didn't want to be in my life. He just didn't want to be my person. And that's really hard to take, but he was happy to be friends. And that just doesn't work when you've got all of these emotions swirling around. Because the story that you tell yourself, and I'll and I'll share the story that I told myself, was, yeah, I'm okay with being friends. We can just be friends, and we can hang out, and that's okay. And in the back of my mind, I was saying because if we spend time together and we hang out as friends, we can actually rebuild this. And at some point, he's going to realize that he still loves me and he wants to be back in a relationship with me. So I'm going to hang on. And I'm going to pretend that I'm okay with being friends in the hopes that he changes his mind. And let me tell you how damaging that is for your self-worth, for your general well-being. And when I realised that story was playing out, that's when I cut contact. Because I had to think about the intention. What is my intention for keeping this person in my life if it's not just in the hopes that they are going to want me again. Because remember, I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm feeling I'm not lovable. And ultimately, I want to prove to this person that I am. I am enough. I will be the thing that you want me to be. I want this to work out. Like, just give me a chance and I'll show you. I'm the person for you. And you have to realize that you can't change anyone's mind. And you can't... Make someone see you in a different light. And this is one of the biggest things I came to realize was that if somebody doesn't want me, why am I fighting for them? Because I want to be with somebody who chooses me 100%. And if they're not sure, then they're not my person. And in the midst of that, and in the void of someone not choosing me 100%, can I choose myself? hundred percent. And that's the line I decided to go down. That's the way I decided to go. Is I accept you don't love me anymore and you don't want me. And as much as that hurts, I need to love me. And so that included cutting contact, which can be really difficult because we want to know what this person's doing. Like I I fucking see you, right? You want to go and stalk their social media, you want to drop them a couple of texts here and there. You might want to see them out and about. You're going to start stalking them, which is very normal behavior, but it's not helpful behavior. It only impacts you. It only makes you feel worse. And you feel like you have a level of control if you do that. right? I'm going to feel better if I just see what they're doing, who they're with, so I can stop these stories being created in my head. Right. Maybe the story is that they've left me for somebody else. Um, whatever. So if I can just look at what they're doing, I'll feel better, except that's not how it works and you don't feel better. And I'm talking from personal experience. So the best thing that you can do is communicate that you need time, communicate that you're not going to speak to them and then mute them or unfollow them or whatever you block them, whatever you need to do on social media so that you can have that time. And like I said, I don't know what that time frame is for you. I can't tell you that. For me, it was about 2 months. But I'd also done a lot of work, and I was also moving through things very quickly. So, you know, in the past for me, it's been years. It's been years since I've been able to actually get over that or have a conversation with the person or feel like we can be friends. So, it really depends on the person, but cutting contact is essential. If you feel like But there's so many things I want to say. This comes up. There's so many things I want to say to this person and I haven't got my closure, right? They they don't know how they've hurt me and I haven't been able to say and I haven't got my answers. There's two things about that. The first one is that they may never give you the closure that you need and you you have to accept that, right? They may never give you the closure that you need. Now, in my instance, I did get closure and it was actually beautiful and I'm so thankful. But it also depends on the person that you're with, right? And if that person is willing to have that conversation. And luckily, I was in a relationship that was conscious enough and had enough respect where we actually could come back together after a couple of months and have a conversation that led to closure. And I'm so thankful for that. But it's not what I've always experienced. In fact, in most of my past relationships, I never was given the closure. And so you have to learn To give yourself that and accept that they're not going to give you the answers that you need. And you have to learn that you don't need that in order to move on. So one of the things that you can do if you feel like you've got so much on your heart that you still need to fucking say is write it in a letter. Write a letter to the person saying every single thing that you want them to know. You can pour your entire heart and fucking soul into this letter until there's nothing left unsaid. And then you burn that letter or you send that letter to a friend instead. Just the act of getting it out on the page and then burning or sending it off can be really therapeutic. You think it sounds stupid, but I've done this so many fucking times in my life, not just with relationships, but with friendships that have ended, with family members, writing a letter to somebody to tell them everything you want to say and not sending it is very powerful. So that's something that I highly recommend. The third thing when you're going through a breakup, this is all about regulating your nervous system. Now, for me and what I teach and what I coach on and in my life, you know, regulating my nervous system is just part and parcel, right? And everyone should be doing this anyway. But in these situations, you have to find ways to regulate your nervous system what i mean by that is self soothing because it's likely when you are going through something that's you know causing you a lot of upset and stress and anxiety and sadness your breathing's going to be off you're going to be in a state of fight or flight or maybe even fawn or freeze you're not going to be in a state of rest and digest calmness feeling super relaxed maybe you're not sleeping So it's actually really important to get the basics down, right? Getting the fundamentals down in your life can be massive. How is your sleeping looking? Have you got a good sleep hygiene? Are you just mindlessly scrolling every night because you're sad? (laughs) Or you don't want to actually sit with your feelings? Or are you prioritizing the fact that you need rest and probably need more rest at this point than usual? What is your morning routine looking like? Are you getting up and rushing and just going about the day? Because again, you don't wanna sit with yourself and deal with this shit. Or are you taking time to be? Are you taking time for you, even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning, to start with some slow breathing, to write down what you're grateful for or just think about it? What are you putting in your body? Is your way of dealing with this breakup to go out, get smashed on the weekend, do heaps of drugs, keep yourself really busy, go, 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 go. not sleep properly, order Uber Eats, all the things, drink three coffees a day, or is it to actually take care of your vessel? And I can tell you from experience, when you choose the latter, when you choose to actually take care of your body and your mind, you can process this so much quicker. And it's not really about the speed that you, you know, move through things because I, I think it has a pla- you have a place to feel. You need to feel. But when you do these things, when you numb, when you distract, you're not feeling, you're not healing. You're prolonging healing. So really in this season, it's about nourishing your vessel. It's about giving yourself sunlight and good hydration and eating nutritious foods and getting good sleep. You are literally a houseplant with more complex emotions, right? So can you focus on that? Can you just focus on the basics? And for me, this was really important. It was really important for me to get out and ground myself on a regular basis. So getting my feet in the grass, in the sand. I was already doing ocean dips, right? I already, I already started on that journey, but this particularly came up. When, when I went through this breakup, I was going regularly a few times a week to get in the ocean because it allowed me to get out of my mind and into my body for that time that I was in the ocean. It was like a reprieve. It was like allowing me to get out of all those things that were going on and be in that moment because you've got to focus on your breathing when it's fucking freezing cold water, right? And so I went in the ocean and I cried and I spoke out loud and I laughed sometimes like I was going through all the things and I was doing it in that environment. And when you put yourself in situations like that, you're building your window of tolerance for stress. So I started to feel like I could deal with it. Like if I could go and get in the fucking ocean for five minutes and it's absolutely freezing and my body can do that and my mind can do that, I can fucking get through this breakup. You know what I mean? Like, it gives you that sense of achievement. There were days I was like, I need to just go and do this because I need to feel like I've achieved something. If I can do nothing else, I can show myself I can do this. And it became this real motivation to actually better myself, right? And to put myself in this stressful situation that I can overcome. To prove to myself I can overcome it. And that builds confidence and it builds trust, so things like breath work and grounding are really helpful. If you can do one type of breath work, let it be this. It's called heart coherence. And it is about balancing all of the organs, all of the systems in the body. There is science and scientific research to back this up. That This starts to allow everything to harmonize when you breathe in this way. And you're breathing for five seconds in and five seconds out. Through the nose, if you can do it fully through the nose. If you can't do it fully through the nose, then breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. If you do that for at least a minute, it's going to shift you into parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. I can't tell you how much this fucking changed for me. Because if there's one thing that you can do is implement that into your daily life, your daily routine, it will make a massive difference. The fourth thing... That you need to do when you're going through a breakup is do things that are good for your soul. What lights you up? Go do more of that. This is such an opportunity when you enter into this new chapter of your life to go and explore what brings you joy. Right? When you're in a relationship with somebody, you sort of get into a routine. Maybe you do the same things. Maybe you've not been pushing yourself out of your comfort zone if you live together there's a very there's a very like similar routine that happens and sometimes we get stuck in that what a beautiful opportunity it is when you have uncoupled with somebody for you to really go inwards and think about what do i love doing what brings me joy what are hobbies that i can do right where can i meet some new people this is magic this is what happened for me so 3 days after my breakup I'd already booked to go to this games night where you meet like you play board games and you meet people and I knew nobody and there were 30 people there and I really didn't want to go I was like I'm so not feeling this like I am not in the mood obviously I booked it before the breakup and I was like I just don't want to do this and a part of me was like no you've got to go and do this thing put yourself out there right this is going to be a reprieve it's going to be a break from the feelings, and you're not by yourself. Because I live by myself, so I, I work at home. I live, I live by myself, so it can get lonely. So it's really important that then you are putting yourself in situations where you can meet other people. So I went to this game tonight, had the best time, met a girl who is now like my best friend. That never would have happened if I decided on that day. Nah, I can't face it. I can't do it. And I cons- consistently put myself in situations, one, that made me feel uncomfortable, but two, where it's something that I enjoy. I just go and try new things. Let's see what happens. And then you meet people and there's this feeling of like, you're not alone because you're not alone. So what lights you up? What do you enjoy? And if you don't know, what a fucking great opportunity it is to explore and find that out. And the final thing, which really just ties on from that or, or links to that, is finding your support system. Who are the people that you can go to? Who are the people that you can speak to about this they are going to hold space for you? Sometimes we feel like we have to go through these things alone. We don't want to burden other people. We don't want to put our emotions or all these things on somebody else. And so we just keep it to ourselves. And that couldn't be more unhelpful if it tried. Find your people. And even if it's one person, I don't care. One person is better than nobody. But find that support system that are there for you and that you can speak to and use them. When I say use them, I mean they are there for a reason. They're in your life for a reason. They love you for who you are. And there'll be times in their life where they go through something that you'll be there for them. So never feel like you're a burden because you're going through this season in your life, this chapter in your life that is big and heavy and emotional and all the things. Sometimes we feel like, I don't want to be that friend that's so negative, or I don't want to be that person. And I really experienced this as someone who tries to be generally quite positive and generally quite um, expansive for other people. I was like, I don't want to be that person that's this negative energy. But what I realized in going through this is that I've got really good fucking friends, um, number one, and I don't really have people in my life that I don't feel comfortable to be authentic with. And that could be a whole other episode on its own. But like, so the people in my life, I know that I can speak to. And I did that. And that allowed me to move through it. And sometimes I'm like, I really want to talk about this. Like, can I, you know, can I invent? And then other times it's like, I really want to do something fun that's not about this. Can we do this? Right? Having those people in your life that are there to support you is fucking massive. And I just want to kind of end on this. Two things, actually. The first is that Now looking back, I believe that I needed to experience that heartbreak in order to break my own patterns. In order to kind of awaken me to the things that I needed to address. And as much as part of me felt so fucking broken, another part of me was so grateful to my ex because he gave me a gift. He gave me the gift of liberation. He gave me the gift of being able to find myself and to see what I needed to see. And essentially, because he wasn't choosing me, it allowed me to have to choose myself. And that is, it's a blessing. And that's how I choose to view it, right? And so if you were going through a breakup or you have gone through a breakup and you're single and you're like, I'm looking for somebody, like I'm just looking for somebody and I can't find them, then I want to, Ask you if you're leading with love. Something that can happen when we experience heartbreak or we go through maybe a difficult relationship is that we, we turn quite angry or we're resentful and we're not leading with love. And so I want to ask you, are you leading with love? Because if you want deep, nourishing, authentic connections, you can't attract that from a place of resentment, anger, fear. And essentially, that love starts with you. So how can you love yourself more so that when the person steps into your life, you know how to be loved and you're there to receive it and you can receive it. I hope this was helpful. I hope this resonated with you. If you are going through something like this at the moment and you want to chat, my DMs are always open. If you know you've got some wounding if you know you've got some parts of you that you are really wanting to heal and work through then this is what I I go through with my clients and it's such powerful work so if you're curious about how we could work together the link is in my show notes to book a one-to-one discovery call or you can always just send me a dm on instagram thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Until next time, my love.